And so drive time takes us over the Bass Strait to a misty town in North Tasmania, Launceston on the Kanamaluka Tamar River, a confluence of rivers and a tidal estuary which we're all looking pretty full as we arrive. Police are urging motorists to stay off the roads if they can and to never drive through floodwaters. I'm here on a mission to find why Launceston has such a dark reputation, especially amongst people from Hobart, just 200 kilometres south. I had made a few calls before I left just to see if this was true. So it's a real thing? Yes, it is a real thing, but it's, it's sort of overblown. Jill Cassidy, a Launceston resident. Launceston's tidal river setting and well-preserved colonial buildings make it feel like something out of the 60s musical, Oliver where Bill Sykes is doing nasty things to Oliver above the Thames mud. This podcast was partly recorded in front of some real people from a real oral history conference just next to this real flooding waterway. Now I've just arrived here. I've been here a few times before and I've usually come in winter. It's To me it's got a Dickensian feel and it's always raining and I've come not quite in winter but again, gloomy, and as we flew in, it was constant talk of... We want people to be aware of the circumstances from 2016, major flooding event, this will be comparable. I live on the northwest coast, and my impression of Launceston depends very much on what the weather is like, because it's got filthy air, it's got a muddy river, and it's not a particularly nice place to breathe in. It's a beautiful town, but by golly, it's got a dirty little secret. And because of the way the hills are and the way the river is, it means that all the cold and the smoke is trapped in winter. And you can walk, come over the hill from Hobart and there's this brown feeling all the way across the valley and it's revolting. My name's Malcolm. I'm an audio engineer for Bentied Records and uh, I play piano. You've grown up here, right? Is that correct? Look, I've been here for about 10 years. Uh, I grew up in North Queensland, um, but yeah, I'm Tasmanian. In 10 years, does that make you a local? I don't know. I don't think so. Not yet. From doing the Hobart program that I just played to these people here, when you talk to them about Launceston, it's like, oh, everything bad comes from Lonnie. You know, like if ever there's a crime, oh, Lonnie. Is that how you feel? No, I, I think there's a, a competition between Hobart and Launceston, who's, who's the better town. Um, I don't think there is a better town. Does the competitive thing play out in some way, like football or something like that? I don't know about sports. Um, but I think you hit the nail on the head with, with crime. That's usually the, the go-to. That's a, that's a fairly easy thing for people to cling on to. And there, the, there is a problem there in that Launceston has the main court in the north. <laughs> so all the um, crimes, criminals, get pulled into Launceston to be tried. Launceston is actually closer to the mainland. So it's quicker for people to fly to Launceston than to Hobart. It's quicker for the boats, and particularly, this is quite important, the ships to come in and load in the north. And it's not just Launceston, it's along the northwest coast as well. Mm. So I don't think that happens in other states. That There isn't that, that um, sort of commercial rivalry, if you like. Yeah, uh, and also the fact that the mining was really um, started from Launceston, and most of the money came 
from Launceston to set it up and then came back into Launceston. So it's, it's, Launceston has had a, a really interesting history, but it feels it has been somewhat neglected from time to time. As usual, Eddie Djokovic joins us to add his expert opinion. This time, beamed in live. It's time for Eddie's Scandal now, before I go on, I don't want to create any scandals here, but I got I do have to get the pronunciation correct, or the pronunciation. Is it Launceston or Launceston? Well, what, what's it, was it again there from the real people? Launceston, we hear in the background there. Well, that's sort of halfway in between. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, to me, it's like barely any difference. It's sort of how you feel on the day. Okay, well, I feel like... Uh, pronouncing it lawn session so i hope that's okay i don't want to create any scandals or dramas so i'm going to use lawn system it might i might end up using both it's funny how like close places often fight you can see it in like english football and stuff like it's like the close towns have um you know their derbies and all this stuff and like why is that can you tell everyone why close places fight Oh, I think it's just they're like family quite often and they're closer than closer to each other than what they actually think. And, you know, personally, I like the north and the south. I like the east and the west. I like all of those different directions. But I think it's just that they're probably too similar to each other and they don't like seeing their own reflections sometimes. That's, that's one theory. I'm not sure if that's going to be controversial today. And that might be just about the most insightful thing Eddie has yet said on this podcast. I like it. We fear our reflections. And so to some local music, an electro duo from Launceston called Sumner, with Stranded, a fitting song perhaps in these dark times of flooding and social distancing. sets Launceston apart from other places, do you think? Like, what? what's the id of it? You know, I've, I've lived all around the country. I grew up in Queensland, but I've, I've lived in Darwin. I've lived in South Australia. I've lived everywhere. And I think um, one thing that is common with small towns is how friendly everyone is. But I think Launceston specifically is quite um, humbling and, and welcoming a lot of people here just want to know who you are and want to help help you become a local long term they want you to stay it's yeah it's very welcoming now your friend over here you're a proper Launcestrian is that right oh I guess so yeah I've been here all my life yeah (laughs) I don't know I I haven't been around as long as uh, Malcolm has but um 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a great place to be. So yeah. There was some controversy I did see in my very brief research, like how you spelt Lonnie. Do you know the correct way? I didn't know that there was a controversy on how to correctly spell well, Launceston. Anyway? Uh, I Launceston, just kind of like L O N, Lon, I guess. But because I know there's like, I think it's called I'm gonna Launceston. Have to, I'm going to have to interrupt you here yeah. because uh, I I would go L A U double N, yes, I E, yeah, and you've gone straight for the O, mm. you heathen. <laughs> Well, <laughs> L-O-N. Okay. okay, so there is a controversy. Yeah. Well now, if uh, you're coming along, I better know who you are. My name's Oliver. Oliver Twist. And mine's Jack Dawkins. Better known among me more intimate friends as the Artful Dodger. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Dodger. Sure the old gentleman won't mind. Mind? Consider yourself at home. Consider yourself one of the family. I'm talking to you. So strong. It's clear we're going to get along. I decided to head into the real town to find out just how friendly these people were. I find myself in an old-fashioned bar simply called Bar 2. Down an alley is a small room full of people and empty of screens, just talking and drinking. To whom do I have the pleasure of speaking? Uh, Tim Birmingham. And... What would you describe yourself in relation to this? Um, I was a bit of a fan and I sort of used to come in here when I'd visit Launceston and have a drink with some friends. And I ended up just talking to the owner and seeing if we could do some business together. And this particular wine bar, do you think it's a sign of a changing culture in the city? I think so. Uh, Launceston's really coming along. Um, There's actually... There was the ABC came in two weeks ago. There's 15 new businesses opening up this month in Launceston, which is pretty big. I get a lot of visitors coming in and they say it's so quaint that you know there's no high rise and it's got the original architecture. I suppose once upon a time it had a lot of money because it was a trading town and that's been pretty broke for maybe a hundred years. There's been no real investment and it's just quietly chugged along. But I think there's a bit of a renaissance period now. People are really appreciating the, the classic architecture and some of the grand old buildings. And it's still just strikingly beautiful. Gorgeous countryside. Now, I made a whole radio program about Hobart and I, I couldn't help notice there was a rivalry and people, uh, yeah, once you got talking to them, seemed like everything bad happened in Lonnie and every it was because of Lonnie and there was criminals up here and this, that and the other, right? Um, I've travelled the world extensively and I've walked the streets of Launceston every night and I haven't had any problems whatsoever. What do you think the kind of id of Launceston is? What defines Lonnie? Um, just the sense of place. Living on the river, Luchawitra. I think people's connection with Tasmania now as well. They really respect the sense of place and the traditional owners. That's something I've appreciated coming back to Australia as well, how that's being recognised now and, and, and embraced. Um, and for me personally, it's just a great place to bring up my daughter. 
she was born in Johannesburg, so this is a huge difference. And in the same bar, I met another recent arrival to town. So my name's Sam Rush. Uh, my brands are Rush Wines. So uh, it's been in operation for about two years now. I started making my own uh, wine this this time last year. So um, yeah, it's a little sort of side hustle, side project thing of mine. I've got a full-time job at a bigger winery, but yeah, I make it my own wine on the side. Yeah. Since I was young, the certainly Tasmania and the world has changed with all, like people your age sort of doing all this winemaking and kind of, what do you think's happened? Uh, I think, um, I guess, as people's knowledge about wine and food has grown, the, the appreciation and that, um, that level of like interest in wine and, and how it's made and where it comes from has grown. And, and like, I remember as a kid, drinking wine sort of with my parents and like wanting to understand where it's from and why why it's made that way so that sort of probably piqued my interest as a kid my grandfather made a little bit of wine when when we were kids and i think it's just always been around me so like people are coming here now aren't they instead of leaving i guess what they used to do um it's it seems to be attracting yeah like or people sort of on a doing what you're doing and that and on all sorts of other things is that right yeah well you know i guess this partly to do with the accessibility to housing and like you know that that like if if i was to try and buy a house in in sydney like it would cost me five times as much as probably the the house that that i've got here in in launceston so i think it's yeah younger people are starting to realize they want sort of a little bit more of that they want to be able to own a house but also they like the the draw card of launceston is that it, it is sort of a, a city that has like um has those restaurants and and that, that that little bit of nightlife coming coming to life a little bit more like you do still end up drunk with wine like for, for all people's philosophizing is is that part of what you're trying to do you know like do you think about that when you're making it uh like a friend of mine who's a winemaker as well said to me some very telling words is like at some point you just have to be able to let go and be happy that you've done everything you can in making the wine and yeah but um yeah i guess there is there's probably a little bit of um yeah philosophizing around a few probably more so a few beers than a few wines in the wine industry because during vintage you get a bit sick of drinking grape juice and uh, all you want to do is drink a beer so yeah all right look the rivalry between lawn system and hobart i have got a few comments on that do you have you noticed it uh i guess i'm very still very new to the area but yeah there's people that are from here or around here there is that talk of it the rivalry being about you know like cascade versus bodes and all that sort of stuff but i don't know like i think you know it's probably just like the same as like from new south wales like new south wales and queensland there's there's just that they're trying to find a, a reason to stir up a little bit of um rivalry but what is the vibe here then you think uh i think it's like there's definitely like a younger crowd coming in and like you you definitely see like uh um this influx of young people opening businesses and starting and 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 just sort of people wanting to move down here just to to either start a family or start yeah like build a life so um yeah i i just think that um especially with like everything that's happened from the pandemic sense of uh, view it's like that idea that we we want to be able to live our lives a little bit more freely and yeah, have um, have all the comforts but but yeah I think Tasmania provides a lot of those those comforts that you can sort of get out of town quite easily and get to the country and, and yeah.
go to a winery at, at, at your doorstep. So, yeah. It does feel a little bit post-pandemic because it is. Like, the last couple of times I've been here, it's been in the middle of it. Yeah. And now, yeah, it feels like people are... Where you can hear all the noise in the background. Like, they want to enjoy themselves, yeah? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, we were lucky in the sense that we didn't really have a lockdown. So, I think we didn't realise how much it was, like, how, how everyone was affected by the lockdown. But... Yeah, we we almost lived our lives normally. Obviously, we couldn't travel outside of Tasmania, but some Tasmanians don't want to leave Tasmania, so it's it's pretty. They're pretty happy with that. So in summary, even though people in Launceston might think Hobart is full of government-paid bludgers, and Hobart people think Launceston is full of criminals, they still get on. Especially when they've had some locally produced wine. And as we leave this bar a little more happy than when we entered, I'm going to play a little bit of Mustang Sally by Wilson Pickett, just because it randomly came on in the background at bar two. That's life, isn't it? We might fear our reflections, but a pleasant random moment can make it all worthwhile. Thanks to all the random people who contributed to this podcast. And keep listening as this podcast randomly appears to enlighten the weary traveller. Buy the random book, Drive Time by Gregor Pell. <laughs> <laughs>